0: All right, so uh, my name is Jeremy, if you don't know me. Uh, my brother always called himself, when he, he, my brother preached, he would call himself Simple Jared, but he graduated college, so I don't really know what to call myself. <laughs> I was like super simple, like basic Jeremy. <clears throat> but let's start by reading through the passage today. We're in Matthew 21 through 6, so turn on your Bibles. Um, Matthew 20, one through 16. (laughs) For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon And at about three in the afternoon, he did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one had hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and heat of the day? But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I wanna give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. (laughs) You know what these verses feel like to me? I think when I first read them, um, this came to me. I, I was a sophomore in college at UNC. Which I'll I'll like spoil it. That's as far as I got. <clears throat> actually, I don't even know if I got to sophomore. Probably just did freshman twice. <clears throat> but actually, I remember asking everyone, like, "Does anybody know what the easiest major is?" Um, apparently, it was communication. So that's what I did because I actually had taken this class. I was I was going to be a teacher, and I took this class called elementary math, which sounds super easy. It wasn't. I, I made it about three weeks, seriously. <laughs> uh, all that to say, I don't think I was really made for school. Um, and hopefully, parents, this is okay for me to say, but everyone's not made for school, I don't think. Uh, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it works out for me. <clears throat> but I had started to pick up the, the uh, guitar at the beginning of college um, and kind of just fell in love with music I started writing a lot and just having a blast doing that while I was still enrolled in school. Um, I started feeling more and more desire to just like go for it, to try music. Um, But I was a little scared to drop out of college and I was a little scared to tell my family uh, because I thought I would probably be letting them down. Um, But it came to kind of a tipping point and I made up my mind and I said, okay, I think I've done enough in college and I'm going to drop out and pursue music. So um, I actually went in and talked to my brother first. And I remember it perfectly. Um, I, I talked to him first. usually do. I usually run things by him first because he's a little smarter than me um, and a little wiser. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And, uh, <clears throat> and so I said, I th- I'm thinking about dropping out of college. What do you think? And he said, he pretty much just said, like, go for it. And I was like, but I don't really want to tell Dad. He's like, no, just call Dad. So I remember uh, my brother used to work at New Frontier Bank, which is on It used to be on Thirty Fifth Avenue. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> right by the Burger King over there. And I remember being in my car. What car was it? I have a minivan, I think. It was a purple minivan. I was in my purple minivan, and I called my dad, and I said, uh, I think I'm done. I think uh, I want to drop out and start pursuing music full time. Um, and then I like braced myself. I was like, oh, he's gonna be frustrated with me because he's not usually like that either, but you, know, you just kind of think that he's gonna be frustrated with you. And uh, he, he told me almost immediately, he said something like, I'm so proud of you. And then he said something that was kind of hilarious. He said, I'm actually surprised you made it this far. <laughs> but it wasn't like in a, it wasn't like in a mean way. It was like, Really? Like, he kind of knew I wasn't made for school, and he said, like, I'm proud of you, and I believe in you. Go for it. And I remember, like, I hung up the phone, and I literally started crying. You see, like, when, when we operate in the way the kingdom of heaven operates, powerful things happen. Like, when you give grace, when the world would judge, when you release and set free, what the world wants to hold tighter and control when you empower your son when he wants to drop out of college and try to become a musician. like Heaven is on earth then, and amazing things happen. The kingdom of heaven operates completely opposite of the world. The first shall be last. The weak are strong. You're blessed when you're persecuted. You have to give your life away to gain it. The fools are wise, and the wise are fools. The kingdom of heaven is so crazy, because who in his sane mind would choose me? Choose us to help introduce the world to Jesus. I feel like this sometimes, but I'm like, "Don't you know what I've done?" And Heaven's like, "Yep." And He still pick me, like, because I'm not perfect. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even good some days. But God says to me, and He says to you, He says, "I want you on my team." The God of the universe has picked you, in your failures, and your weakness in your depression, in your repeated struggles, the God of the universe is picking you because he thinks you're worth it and you're valuable and you're his beloved. Jesus died for you not because he thought you would be perfect, but because you're that valuable to him the way you are. And you know what happened when my dad said, I believe in you, you're free, go for it. I wanted to make him proud. I wanted to step it up. I saw heaven's love, and obviously it made an impact, because 13 years later, I'm talking about it. And I still think about it all the time. So are you empowering others? Are you giving grace? Are you forgiving? Are you remembering how much grace you've been given, or did you forget? I think that's what happened to the first workers. They'd been there all day. They forgot that they were also standing on the road in need of work. And they were picked up and hired. They forgot that they agreed to the pay and it was fair. They started to think that they knew more than the boss. And they started to think that they were superior to the other workers. Man, we're in trouble when we start forgetting the grace that we've been shown. And start thinking of ourselves higher than others. All right, I want you to close your eyes for a second. I'm going to give you a few names, and I just want you to recognize your first reaction. Okay. Donald Trump. Okay. Kanye West. Joel Osteen. John MacArthur. Hillary Clinton. Okay, open your eyes. Can I just propose that we have absolutely no right to judge? (sighs) No right to slander, no right to gossip. And I guess I don't even really have to propose it because the Bible is really, really clear about this. And actually some really terrifying things are said about people who slander and people who are not merciful for people who think they're better than others. In James 4, 11 and 12, it says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? It also says, this one's crazy, Judgment without mercy will be given to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. In Romans 2, 4 it says, the kindness of God was intended to lead us to repentance. It doesn't say the judgment of God was intended to lead us to repentance. And you might think, I, I don't really gossip. I don't slander, like, gossipers and slanderers those are just people who tell lies, but I'm just telling the truth, (laughs) no. Gossip and slander happens when you're talking about anyone in a negative light when they're not there to defend themselves. Like, I've heard it done in prayer requests. (laughs) Like, Jeremy's really screwing up, we should probably get together and pray for him. You've probably heard that too. I've probably done it myself. On Friday, uh, Kanye West came out with a new album. Does anybody know about this? <laughs> so Kanye, if for some of you who lived under a rock, Kanye is a <laughs> rapper, he's a rapper that's been around for about 15 years, and he's probably one of the most well-known uh, and fairly influential people in the world. Uh, on Friday, he came out with an album called Jesus is King. <laughs> Uh, so I was driving home from work with Jacob Davidson and we put it on (laughs) and it's crazy it's probably the best Christian music I've heard in a long time no joke and you know what people were saying about him what Christians are saying about him you know what I probably thought initially was like really he's probably just crazy We'll see if it stays that way. Or, like, seriously, he's not a Christian. Like, I know what he's done, I know who he is. I want to propose that Kanye is the worker in the story that was brought in the last hour. So, how are we going to respond? Like, there was this guy named Saul in the Bible, he persecuted Christians, he murdered Christians, but he met God and everything changed. What do you think people were saying about him after he, like, met Jesus? Like, that guy, that guy's crazy. We'll see if it lasts. <laughs> and now, like, all, like, so much of the Bible, so many things that are repeated, so much, like, life changes happened because that one man decided, like, to follow Christ. I heard a quote. This is probably one of the most influential quotes I've ever heard, and it's from a pastor named Ted Haggard. Some of you probably have heard of him, but he was a pastor at a megachurch before he got into some pretty bad stuff, which happens. Like, it's hard living this life, especially being a pastor, because Satan wants to tear you down. People screw up, but God's grace is big enough for anything. But Ted said this. He said, they are in charge of their own character, but I'm in charge of their reputation. So... Like, think about that, that they are in charge of their own character, but you are in charge of their reputation. We should be the most merciful. We should be the biggest cheerleaders. All of our neighbors should know us by the way we talk about people, but in a good way, by the way we encourage, by the way we lift up, by the way we look like Jesus. let's not forget the grace that we've been shown. Because God sent his only son to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, to lay dead in a grave for three days, to rise from the dead for you. I think we need to change the narrative on who people think Christians are. Because right now we're not known for how we love we're probably known for how we judge but we can change that we could start right now it says the kindness of god was intended to bring us to repentance what does repent mean this is what simple jeremy thinks it means re to go back like a to turn around to do a do over like redo, and then pent, like the top, like the penthouse. So to turn back to the penthouse, get back to the view at the top, to Jesus' view. I don't really want to scare you into this, but after it says God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance, verse 5 says, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself. For the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. (laughs) So we have two choices. We can repent and get back to Jesus. Or we cannot repent and store up wrath for ourselves. Seems pretty simple to me. Because our destiny before Jesus was hell. And because of his reckless love, our destiny is now heaven. that's kindness that should lead us to repentance so maybe right now we just need to repent probably absolutely do some might even need to repent for the very first time they might need to say god i'm sorry for who i was i need you thank you for your sacrifice and i believe in you and some may just need to get a fresh start Just turn back to him today. That's probably all of us. I remember being a little boy, going to a small Baptist church, and uh, there's probably like two, there's three images, I think, that are stuck in my head. One is my brother crying when someone wore shorts to church. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other was my mom, I think, inadvertently teaching me how to sleep in church. So I remember I was sitting in the pew and I was like this, leaning back. And I think she leaned over, she's like, Jeremy, you can't lean back like that. You have to lean forward. So there you go. You're welcome. the third the third thing and this is probably the most important but it's seriously so stuck in my mind uh, it was an altar call there it goes we're gonna get there I remember uh, this happened fairly it must have happened fairly frequently or it happened once I don't know It's a long time ago but after a powerful sermon one Sunday night What seemed like the whole church, I remember them walking forward and kneeling on the altar um, and repenting. I remember tears and I remember being moved as well. And this has happened to me a handful of times in my life. I just remember uh, being so moved by the Spirit personally, that I walked forward to, scared, uncomfortable, but like confident, I need to do that. And although the repenting part usually is pretty heavy and might accompany tears, something crazy happens when we ask God for forgiveness. And it's somehow been more powerful for me when I did it publicly. But what happened was we experienced freedom because it's a new start, it's a new day. You know who the happiest people are? The free people. We were moving away from God, but after repentance, we're moving back toward him. When we're no longer hiding, we're out in the clear. It's the best. Okay, so only do this if you really feel pushed to, not pushed by me. Um, But I want to spend like the next five minutes or so... uh, giving us time to just turn back, to repent. Pretty sure we all need to, and you could do this however you want. I'm gonna play a song for the next five minutes or so um, and kind of just give us all a chance to be free again. To walk forward, there's room up here. um, If the Spirit leads you to, uh, or whatever you need to do, if you just need to stay in your seat and you want ready, that's totally okay. Um, I just have known that in my life, that sometimes making the deliberate step of walking forward, it just made all the difference. So that's what we're going to do, and then we're going to be done.